0: Hello and welcome to Victoria's Living Christian Center's Victoria's Living Podcast. Victoria's Living Christian Center is a church that strives to stand for goodness and is committed to encourage and show a better way. A church whose vision is to see God's people living a victorious life. This is accomplished through community outreach, education, healthy living, and support groups while still providing spiritual growth. Our goal is to meet the needs of man, spiritually as well as naturally. So welcome and enjoy.
1: I see it says three participants, I don't...
2: Good evening and
0: welcome to Victoria's Living Christian Center Gospel Bible Chat Room. I'm Pastor Ruth Gardner and we are here tonight to continue our study on 2nd Corinthians. We are in chapter 9. We're going to go ahead and have prayer and get started. Amen. Pastor John, please.
1: Dear Heavenly Father God, I thank you God for... Bringing us together, God, one more time to teach, uh, to learn of you and to be taught of you. And God, we pray, God, throughout the course of, of this Bible studies, God, that you would speak to the teacher, give her clarity of thought and clarity of hearing, God hearing directly from you. And God, we pray, God, that you would open up our hearts and our minds to be able to receive whatever it is out of this chapter that you need us to receive, Lord. Let us be sponges for your word, continuing to just absorb everything that you have to pour into us. And God, we thank you, God, for everything that you are doing and everything that you have done. And we just pray that you continue to just lead us and guide us into your path. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen
0: amen can you guys hear me okay Because you sound a little low i just want to make sure you guys can hear me let me see my volumes up i hear you just five past the roof
3: surprise surprise <laughs> hi my joy oh i miss y'all so much i know girl. Girl, i'm finally i'm finally off of work before 10 o'clock listen Oh, Hi, Pastor John.
1: How you doing?
3: I'm good now.
0: <laughs> they know so working. Good to you. <laughs> see you on. Yay. Hello. Okay. I'm all right.
2: I wasn't going to tell
4: so... you.
3: I'm going to try. I've been pl- plotting this all day. I was like, I'm getting off this computer. I am want to hear. Because you'd be like, and Bible study last night, we did taking care of the kids. I'm like, oh, I missed
0: it again. Yeah, we didn't have like we were on Second Corinthians. Now we're finishing up. We did First Corinthians already. I know Second Corinthians, um, on chapter nine. Yes, so we're gonna go ahead and get started. Now you know, last week let me cut my video off. Y'all see my face. Last week we did chapter eight, and Mm -hmm. chapter eight was about giving and how um. Paul was encouraging the churches to give and that how we are to help one another, how we are to provide one another, you know, churches back in the day gave, if someone was in a need, the church rallied together and they would give to other churches. And this is what Paul was encouraging the church at Corinth because he knew they were a wealthy uh, group of people. And so he was encouraging them to, you know, to, to be partakers of helping one another, showing love and showing appreciation, you know, for one another by giving and that, you know, he was telling them, letting them know that, you know, it's not any type of trickery. or are not trying to, you know, play any schemes or anything like that, that their money will be used for the furthering or the upbuilding of the kingdom. Like we always say, and we'll use the money for the upbuilding of the kingdom. If there was another church that was in need, they would contact all the other churches and they would support. So this is what Paul was um, encouraging them to do. Now, we're going to go into chapter nine. I'm going to play the, the uh, video, the recording, so you can hear the ch- that with you know the verse, the scriptures on chapter nine, and then we're going to talk about it. Amen. Amen. So let's get started. This is Second Corinthians, chapter nine. 2 Corinthians nine.
4: For as touching the ministering to the saints, it is superfluous for me to write to you. For I know the forwardness of your mind, for which I boast of you to them of Macedonia, that a care was ready a year ago, and your zeal hath provoked very many. Yet have I said to the brethren, lest our boasting of you should be in vain in this behalf, that as I said, ye may be ready. Lest haply if they of Macedonia come with me, and find you unprepared, we, that we say not ye, should be ashamed in this same confident boasting therefore i thought it necessary to exhort the brethren that they would go before unto you and make up beforehand your bounty whereof ye had noticed before that the same might be ready as a matter of bounty and not as of covetousness but this i say he which soweth sparingly shall reap also sparingly and he which soweth bountifully shall reap also bountifully every man according as he purposeth in his heart so let him give not grudgingly or of necessity for god loveth a cheerful giver and god is able to make all grace abound toward you that ye always having all sufficiency in all things may abound to every good work as it is written he hath dispersed abroad he hath given to the poor his righteousness remaineth forever now he that ministereth seed to the sower, both minister bread for your food, and multiply your seed sown, and increase the fruits of your righteousness. Being enriched in everything to all bountifulness, which causeth through us thanksgiving to God. For the administration of this service not only supplieth the want of the saints, but is abundant also by many thanksgivings unto God whilst by the experiment of this ministration they glorify God for your professed subjection unto the gospel of Christ, and for your liberal distribution unto them, and unto all men, and by their prayer for you, which long after you, for the exceeding grace of God in you. Thanks be unto God for his unspeakable gift.
0: Amen. So as the reading of God's word, so... Here we have Paul just kind of reaching out to the church and just kind of getting them ready for the um, preparation of giving. Um, he sent his men ahead to give them heads up to prepare so when they come by to pick it up, they, it'll be ready. So he didn't want them to be surprised that they show up and then they'd have to scramble around and ask people to give. He's admonishing them to to prepare their hearts and their minds to give so that when they do come, it's already collected. All they have to do is hand it over and then they can keep on going on their journey. He also wanted to let them know and to prepare their hearts and minds to, to give because he didn't want them giving grudgingly, okay? He didn't want them giving grudgingly because, you know, the word of God says that God loves a cheerful giver. So he was trying to put it in their hearts, put it in their minds, in their spirits, you know, that giving is is another form of worship, giving um, as as a blessing to uh, not only to them, but to the the, the ones that are receiving it. Because as you give seed, it says, as you give unto your brethren to help them out, God in return will bless you and in your efforts. And he also is not so much the money, but it's the act. It's the willingness that God looks at. And that's where your reward comes in. It's not so much you, how much how much you give, but it's the posture of your heart, your willingness to give. Amen. All right, come on, y'all, join in.
2: Amen. <laughs> amen.
0: <laughs> Pastor John, you had something you wanted to say. I thought you took your mic on.
1: No, I just say the uh, amen. But for some reason, my thing doing it as a on the browser. Every so often, it keeps on popping up, telling me this meeting's being recorded and it cuts off the audio for a second. I have to agree.
0: Oh, did you agree?
1: Yeah, of course. That's why I could hear you again.
0: Oh, okay. So is it it doing it off and on or? Yeah. Huh. Uh, We were having, we're having problems tonight with our um, Zoom platform. It's, we had to come in through the browser instead of on our app. And um, it's it's really weird because I don't see anybody. Um, I only see you if you talk and, and your your face will pop up because I didn't even see. I saw um, Patrice coming in and then I didn't see her anymore until she said something because so I didn't know whether where she was or did she come on or did I put, click her in time. So it's kind of acting kind of weird. But um, because anyway, um, what Paul is saying and what the word is saying is that you know we we are supposed to give you know god requires that we give of our offerings and of our tithes and that um you know it's it's a posture of your heart because you can give and you can give um grudgingly you know you can give like you know uh that you know have an attitude it is hard because in today's society there is a stigma on the church that you know all the church is always asking for money church is always asking for money somebody said um somebody said something about if money is the root of all evil why why the church keep asking for it i saw a meme come up like that and, and the answer is quite simple it's the love of money is the root of all evil not money itself because money answers all things but when it comes time to giving it always seems like it's a uh like something comes in and kind of quenches the spirit something comes in and, and it's like you literally see people like eh! you know <laughs> where the brakes it you know the, the glory cloud comes down everybody you know it's like it's not the same it's like that atmosphere of worship and praise just seems to halt but we have to realize and understand that giving is also a part of worship and that we should not, you know, allow that, 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 that spirit or that feeling to overtake us to the point where we clam up when it comes to giving. Now, we're not asking you to go up to the front and dump your whole pocketbook your wallet and the offering plate either, you know, but, but don't let it cause a, uh, a restraint on you or the flow of the service or the church on, on, you know, everybody, you know, the, the people that are trying to lift the offering, it's always hard. It, it, it becomes like a, it's kind of, the atmosphere is so thick, you can slice it when it comes to giving offering. And, 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 and one way to how we can overcome that is if that we continue to keep that, 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 that uh, attitude of praise, that attitude of worship that we're giving unto the Lord This is another way of praising God is through our giving and, um, prayerfully, everybody will get with the vision and understand and realize that, you know, this is not, we're, you know, we're not, we're not begging or asking for money. We're not trying to be a hard taskmaster, you know, whatever God lays on your heart to give, if God desire, you you know, that's why I always say, if you, if the Lord leads you to do so, if you want to be a blessing, you know, I don't ask you know, because that's between you and God as far as your giving, as far as your tithe, that's between you and God. But, you know, yeah. We would like your money. But we're not going to put a gun up to your head. Amen? But, I mean, it's an individual relationship between you and the Lord. Because if you're coming to the altar and you have an attitude about giving, you might as well keep it. I mean, we'll take it. It'll help us out. But is not going to benefit you because of your heart, where your heart is, and your attitude towards giving. You know, you want to be blessed. You know, you know. God loves a cheerful giver. Let's be happy about it. Let's let's you know. Be grateful. Did you say something, prophets?
3: Oh, I I didn't say anything. I was thinking it, but you just gonna jump through the phone in my head. Really? That's what you that's what we're doing tonight. <laughs> no, okay. no, 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 okay. This was
0: God. No, nobody tell oh, you about it. I what know, I know, I know. Your picture pumped up. I'm just <laughs> messing, with
3: you. I'm just, <laughs> messing <laughs> with you. I'm just messing <laughs> with you. No, I, I totally agree, but I think um I you know we know that this world has completely changed. Completely mm-hmm. changed. And we also know, and this world has become self up. You know, everybody's about themselves and everything else. But I think that people's thought of the church is so, is misconstrued because these same people that complain that the church want money, when somebody in their neighborhood get hurt or they need something, they go to the church for their benevolent fund. But if ain't nobody give it, there's no benevolent fund to give to. So... The heart posture, like you said, has to change. But I believe that when people understand that the same God that you're praying to, to help pay your bills and help do whatever, the church needs the money to do the work of the church. Yes, it, it, this is real life. The, the church got a light bill. The church got, you know, paid rent, whatever. And those things have to be taken care of. But we're looking at the church to give, 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 like we ask God to give, give, give us but we don't want to give back. And so I think that, that, like you said, the relationship piece, until a person gets deep, you know, in the relationship, we've got to understand that the giving the tithe and the giving is a part of worship. I think they think it's separate because like you said, they could be shouting and jumping all around as soon as they get quiet. They say, it's time to give everybody get quiet. You know, mm-hmm. they start looking around or looking at their phone or whatever, but I think it's more so, um, each individual has to have that has to have that that encounter that switches that this that makes the switch to the heart because they love god but they want things from god and they ask and they pray to god but when god says god loves a cheerful giver you can't give a tithe and be mad yes so you can't give a tithe and be scared because it's like god said well He's not going to leave you, bro. It's not like you're giving your last. Even if you don't get it back monetarily, you're going to get it back in favor. Some kind of way I know for sure it worked. I know that. But I just think that people's heart posture today is different. Um, the flow of church is different. The, um, the engagement of church is different. And so the people who always say that the church always want money will be the same ones that will call the church because their child got shot and they need to have a funeral at the church they don't go to. Mm-hmm. So it only takes, sometimes it takes something that bad or that drastic that people's heart to change, you know, um, and that's unfortunate. But at the same time, God will get your attention by any means necessary. If he's coming after you and he wants you, he going to get you. He's gonna change their heart, whether you like it or not. So you might as well just give up the ghost, let it go, give it to God, and keep it moving. Because trying to fight God on certain things is it, it's not, um, it's exhausting. You're not gonna win, and we can't keep expecting God to be there for us when we can't even take care of our local assembly. You know, I I just you know like I said, it's a it's a hard thing, but the mindset of the world is everything is money, money, me, 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 now, 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 quick, quick, quick. But understanding that the part of, that part of give, giving is a part of worship, the same way to praise and worship, the same way to preach, where all of it goes together. Right, you know right. what I'm saying? Every and part I think of- People, people, you know, there's that stigma, like you said, that stigma of the church always want money because you had some people some we've had some bad examples let's be honest we've had some really bad examples of people yeah, yeah. that are taking advantage of people you know and like there was the one guy the one pastor that got robbed in the church had all that gold around his neck mm-hmm. and all they came in the service and robbed him so he was right. robbing because he was robbing the people yeah you know so don't the right. the want these go up there uh flipping up tables and stuff right yeah so i just like you said the hard posture is very very important and And until your heart parts are change, your worship can't change.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: you know, so that's all I got. I'm sorry I't to talk too much.
0: So that's good. that's good. you know it, it's 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 sad and you're right. you know certain people um, have taken that have taken advantage of people and we're talking big churches, we're talking people that are very influential in the gospel or circuit or arena or you know where it comes to you know evangelism you know they're well-known people in the in, in the gospel and and they have taken advantage of people i know a, a pastor down here in georgia um would take a certain members they, they wanted to see your w-2 before you could join their church they wanted to see your texts your income tax, your W-2. They want to see how much money you made, And I said, what? They said, they asked for your W-2. I said, that doesn't make sense. It makes absolutely no sense that they're asking for that. It shouldn't, you know, and so that has caused a lot of people to walk away from church, walk away from God, because, you know, that's all they want. And that's, and that's the, that's the, bad taste that they placed in their mouths. And that bad experience is like now, you know, church, the new number of money. You know, I always go back to this movie. I'm telling you, I got to talk about my law and order. That movie, I'm telling you about that pastor, it was crazy. But it does happen where, you know, certain leaders are utilizing the money and, and taking it for their own personal gain. They have all these different Jets and all these different things. So, yeah, that right there really discourages a lot of people into giving. Like, why should I give my last little nickel and dime and you got a, a, a four or five jets and a mansion and all these cars? And why should I give you my last two cents? Now I'm going to keep my money. You don't need it. You you driving Bentley's and Jets and like that man, in, you know, got robbed. You got all this gold around your neck. Why should I give? But see, that's the, and and it's sad because when when the leader takes on that type of attitude, you know, and they flash and they're dressing looking, you know, all decked out, and the people in the congregation barely coming, barely got a pair of decent shoes and and a suit to wear, and you're coming up before the people all decked out and all this it it sends to me it sends a bad message yes i know that some people say well you know we should be dressed like paupers we royal priesthood there should be a look about us we should dress the part you know we are we are king's kids we are royalty so yeah we should dress in a certain way but i i i think there's a there's a cap on that i think that it sets a a a to me it kind of sets a separation from the, the leader and in the, the congregation, because here you come walking out in red bottoms, you know, all these famous designer clothes. And I come to church, like I said, I barely can afford a suit from, uh, what's what, Sears. You know, I got a suit out of Sears. And and you got this suit, you know, tailor-made, and then you asking for money. And I'm like, mm. So is the money going to the church? Or is the money coming to you? Because when to me, when a leader walks out looking like that, and and you see, you know, your your congregation, you know, struggling. That we we are going through. You know, the way to, the way um, uh, the cost of living and all the things that are going on around us. We is we we struggling out here, and you come out dressed like that. And you ask him for money, I mean, what would you what would you think? Let's be honest. What would you think? Would you want to give? Wouldn't you think that he's taking the money because look at how he's dressed? What, do you, what, is, your, what, is, your, what is your viewpoint on that? Let's talk about that. What what do you think? Do you think a leader should be dressed like that? Or do you think a leader should be
2: dressed in, in modest apparel? I me personally, I don't mind if a leader dressed nice as long as, you know, the, because I know that there are some pastors and stuff, they have their own businesses and they'll pull money from that. And, you know, at that point, dress however you want. I don't, I don't mind the nice stuff, but I think that there's a time and a place for it. Like, I don't know. I I guess it goes back to what you and Prophet Patrice was saying, like your heart posture, you know, because the Holy Spirit will convict you You know, the moment you start getting puffed up, even in what you wear, you know, he'll question you. Why? Why are you? Why would you want to wear that? Is that going to bring glory to God, or is that going to bring glory to yourself? So I think it's up to your own personal, the person's own personal conviction, and what they're trying to bring, and who they're trying to bring glory to. Because I've seen, I've seen you. We've, we've all seen a lot of these pastors, especially like the women and stuff. Like you said, they come in with their little red bottoms and they look nice and everything. But when you go to the comments, you know, oh, woman of God, you look so nice. Woman of God, you look slave. You look so anointed to you. And it's just like, okay, are y'all looking at how she's dressed or y'all listening to what she's saying? You know, so I, me, I'm kind of like in the middle. My viewpoint is like in the middle, like I don't mind it, but I think that there's a time and place for a certain attire and you know, modesty, I lean more towards modesty, but I don't mind the flashy stuff if that's if you catch what I'm saying. Like, yeah. I just think that you know, we should always be spirit led, even with what we put on, even though it's not bad. But you know, maybe the Holy Spirit don't want you to put on a Rolex, you got a Rolex, that's nice, but maybe Holy Spirit don't want you to wear that on Sunday because maybe it'll you know offend somebody. You know, you like we were talking about in a couple of like, I think it was a couple of what was that. First Corinthians, we talk about eating certain things. If if it's going to cause your brother to stumble, then don't Don't do it. You know, know. yeah. In Romans, if you're going to cause your brother to stumble, then then don't then don't do it. If you're going, you know, you have the nice stuff, you can wear that through the week, but on Sundays, maybe tone it down, or you know, I don't know. That's that's just how I feel. That's that's where I was going at because I feel as a leader,
0: I feel that you know we have to be mindful. Yes, God blesses us with lots of things. God blesses us with good things. He blesses everybody with good things, but there's some people who who are not blessed, and and there are some people whose level of maturity has not gotten to that point. So it can be an offense to them, even though you're not doing anything wrong. You're just wearing your, you know, nice dress. You know your shoes. You know your jewelry and everything. But because of the level of maturity and, and as a leader, you have to look, you have to understand, you gotta, you gotta reach everybody. You can't be like, well, that's their problem. They can't accept it. that's their problem. That is the wrong attitude of a leader to have. You got to, you know, really be mindful of what type of, what type of, um, what are you just, what type of picture are you, displaying? What type of perception are you giving to your congregation? Now there's nothing wrong with dressing nice and looking nice, clean, representable, that I get. But I think to me, this is me personally, if you go over and above, then I think, you know, to me, that's, that's, you're shifting from, like you said, giving glory to God or bringing glory to yourself because you know, we've seen it where people look at people shouting and they had their red bottom. You know, we know a situation where we thought, oh, they kept rewinding it back because the lady was shouting at her red bottoms and they were just like so amazed at her shouting in her red bottoms. And, you know, it was just, they were it, their focus was on the wrong thing. And we've seen that. And that's why my mind, I think that's probably why I have this outlook now because I've seen it, I've experienced it, I've witnessed it. How people get distracted and, and focus off of God and they're focusing on the creation instead of the creator. And because and, and a lot of it had to do with fashion, dressing. I even um back in the day, I was I'm guilty. I, I would go, I was going to this specific boutique and I was buying my suits um from a specific boutique because this this lady only sold one of a kind. And I didn't want anybody else to have my suits. And I had rhinestones and fur. I'm not talking fake fur. I'm talking real fur. And back then, and I'm just saying this, not the boast to brag, but just to point make a point. My suits were averaging three or four hundred dollars back then. And then rhinestones were real fur. And and I I was a I've been through that. And now it's like I, it, it doesn't phase me anymore. God delivered me from all of that because it was all about appearance. How we looked, how 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 we present, how we came up in the church, and you know, and and it wasn't it, it became a fashion show. It really became a fashion show. But I thank God that he broke me out of that and he delivered me from that. So now it's not about what you got on, it's what you coming up in there with your heart. Do you want God? Do you are you are you there for God or are you there for to see who got on what? And to go back home and talk about. Him that's what we used to do. Girl, do you see what she had on? Uh Uh-uh, that didn't even look right. (laughs) You know? And that's where we were. But I thank God that, you know, he has brought me out of that. And I'm quite sure there's other people who've been delivered from that. But that's, but there's some people who are still stuck in that area. They're still struggling in that area. And, and So as a leader, it's like, you got to be very, very mindful, very, very mindful of how you stand before God's people. You don't, that's why, you know, robes, that's why there were robes. That's why robes came into uh, play because you stand in a robe, you wore a robe, you know, you didn't have on your own clothes, but now people have moved from robes and they're wearing their own, you know, different dresses and stuff. That's why we wore robes when we preached. So it covered us. And all you saw was a robe. You saw me in a robe. Now we wear, you know, we're back to wearing clothes. And some of them are not appropriate. They're just not appropriate. I'm sorry. I don't care if you have a, what is that, 30, 20, what is it called? 36, 24, 36 brick house. I don't care. You you know, you Tight in all the right spots and, you know, everything's, I don't care. You should not be standing up there like that. I'm sorry. It's a distraction. You got spirits of lust looking at you. All kinds of things going on in these churches. We're run, running run, run rampant. You ain't doing that for people to stumble more. But that's me going on a tangent. But anyway, but what Paul is saying <laughs> in Second Corinthians 9 is that, you know, we should we should have a mindset and a heart set to giving and that you know we should be ready to give he's giving the, the corinthian church ample time to pray and to ask god what should they give and to get it together so that when it comes time for them to receive it they won't have to struggles and, and and you know run around and try to get people to give And that will cause people to be grudging because now you're asking for money, and you know, but but if you give, tell them ahead of time, they can prepare themselves for it.
2: That's 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 a good point. It's so funny. This was this was the 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 chapter topic because last was it Friday? I was just talking to one of my clients about. We were just talking about giving and offering and stuff. And she was telling me of a situation where um, she was at a church and this, I use air quotes, this prophet um, told all the men to stand up and get in line. You know, I want all the men to come up front and line up. And her husband thought, you know, they were going to get prayer, you know, so he, you know, he got up in line. And when they were in line, the prophet was like, now make sure you got your wallet. And it was it was basically like he just sprung up on him that, you know, they was about to give. So her husband, she said her husband turned around and looked at her and she said he had the look on his face. She was like, I knew it. And He walked out of the line and he was just like, nope. let's go grab her. He's like, let's go. She grabbed her pocketbook and they left. And, you know, as they were leaving, she said that the pastor at the time did not same thing. And the prophet was in the mic talking and saying all kinds of craziness and you know, see, you got people leaving the line, and all that stuff, and she was just like, you know, husband was like, I don't like, I don't like stuff like that, and I'm like, yeah, I, 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 I kind of understood what they were saying, because it's like, like you just said, you don't spring it up on people, let people know, you call the line, they be thinking it's a prayer line, and it's an offering line, it's just like, no, I need prayer, what do you what are you it talking about thing. right <laughs> and right. i was just like you know and i was telling i was like a lot of churches have to be careful because a lot of people attach you're gonna get your blessing with an offering i'm like that's no different than a psychic you want a pro you want to you want a prophecy pay me that's the same thing as a psychic you want a reading pay me and it's just like a lot of churches have to be careful because they'll fall into that you know you want a blessing or attach a blessing to, to them paying offering. And I'm like, you won't, you want to take up an offering, take up an offering, but pray for everybody. Don't just pray for people that have the specific amount. Pray for everybody. Everybody needs prayer because then you're gonna make the ones that don't have it feel inadequate. You know, so it's just yeah, uh, yeah, it's yeah. That's <laughs> I'm done.
1: Yeah, that's the reason why I don't like when uh when they call up. Prayer line, I mean, uh, offering lines either for like certain amounts of money. You know, everybody with $100 get in line, everybody with $50 get in line. It's nobody's business what you give. Can y'all still hear me? I
2: can hear you. Yeah, I agree. Talk. I can't hear mom. I thought mom was talking, but I couldn't hear. I can't yeah. hear you on the mic.
1: But anyway, Yeah. I really don't like when people do that because it's like it it pressures people to give. You shouldn't have to pressure people to give. If they want to give, if they feel led to give, let them give. But it Mm -hmm. shouldn't be a pressure thing.
2: Yeah. I agree. Mom, if you're talking, still can't hear you.
1: Did you get the audio thing like I have? Because I had it a few times where my audio went out. I
0: have. Okay, can you hear me now? Yes, now. now. This is crazy.
1: Did you get the thing where it said, you know, please join audio?
0: No, it it connected to my phone mic. It connected to my phone so my mic was my my phone i'm like what's going on
1: i had that pop-up asking me to do that and i said no
0: i said no okay anywho um yeah i was i was chiming into what pastor john was saying about the lines and stuff and i said and then when you were talking about you know um giving and having the lines and people feeling bad i said i i too was on that side of the fence too because at one point, I didn't have money to give and I wanted to give so bad. And I got to the point where I felt so bad, I started crying because I wanted to give and I didn't have it to give. And I felt really bad and I felt guilty and, you know, and I was really sad. Like I was all hyped in the service. I was blessed in the service. Then it came to give and I, I didn't have it to give and I really wanted to give it. And, and you know, I felt bad. And I've said before how times the times pass, people would not come to church when we, they knew we had offerings. We would as a leader, we were, we were told we had to give a certain amount. And you know, people wouldn't come to church because they didn't have it to give. And if you didn't have it and you came to church, you got shot out.
1: And that's like you put on blast. And that's guilting people into giving.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: You're actually messing up their blessing in that.
3: Well, it's manipulation. <laughs> it's manipulation yeah. point blank and simple because when you think about it, we talked about the clothes and all that, right? Let's look at the new move of God. These young people, mm. these millennials, come on, they come into church with, with the Jordans and, the, and, and sweatpants and the hoodies. And ain't nothing but the Holy Ghost up in there, right? Mm-hmm. Because their heart is towards God and not what they have. They've already seen what what church, what traditional mm-hmm. religious church looks like. Mm-hmm. And we're in a, a season in this day where we have, to, we have to break the box. We have to break the, um, the thought process of, you know, the gloves, the hat, the whatever. Come as you are means come as you are. Mm-hmm. And when you and when you're in those spaces, even when you watch the videos from um Maverick City or whatever, them babies are in there, they just they just in there and they they're worshiping and they're in. Mm-hmm. But if they can't, the, the environment mm-hmm. of the religious church mm-hmm. sometimes won't let the Holy Ghost in mm-hmm. because they're so busy trying to be God. Right. So when they start picking lines and, you know, the $100 line, whatever, I never forget, we were at my old church at home where Ebenezer and um, Ta- Prophet Todd Hall was there. Now, his mother at the time was one of the ministers there, but he was you know, still out of New York and he came and girl, he had a $1,000 line. He had this line, that line. And my mom was telling me how people were sitting there and, you know, they was caught up in the spirit, whatever is it half them daggone checks at the time bounce. The people was in the $1,000 line didn't have the $1,000. But because of the hype, the all of that, you know, that he mm-hmm. he stirred up everybody to do, they were, the $1,000 line was really long because he basically, you know, basically told them, you really gonna get blessed and blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. But the people that had the money, half of them checks bounced. My mother was wow. telling me the church was screaming. Because mm-hmm. all mm-hmm. those checks were bouncing. So, the influence pastors have influence, yes they do, mm-hmm. but we also got to remember there's pastors out here that that are not called. They're using it for a profession, yeah. Because they know that they, they can get a good job. They that's a good job. You can get you know you can get a nice car, and they're gonna pay you. They're gonna take care of the pastor. Blah 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 blah. So some people, because if you ever go to seminary, half the people in there are not called. Yep. There's they're, they're scholars of the Bible. They study the Bible, but they haven't been called. So a lot of these pastors out here, the people making, you know, open up these churches and they're so flat boring. and they, they caught up in the height of church. Mm-hmm. They call up in it. Because if you ever look at some of these videos, not videos, or some of these pictures, even online where people have it like ordination or ordination service, mm-hmm. there is so much garb. Between the staff and the, it's just like everybody all garbed up, mm-hmm. but my thing is you might be garbed up, but what is your heart posture? Mm-hmm. Because just because you are a pastor or you're wearing nice clothes or you're in the pulpit, even if you got a robe, whatever that is, does not mean that you are called. What is your heart posture towards God and his people? Yep. Because a pastor knows their people. If, you, if you're if you in a neighborhood in the hood, you know your congregants aren't rich. You know that. And most of them are older. So why would you, you know, try to pit people for their money? Because the old people already know the deal, but they're faithful, you know? Right, right. So that's the kind of stuff that upsets me because these young people, they got it going on. They like bump that. Now, the church I go to now, we don't wear no church clothes. The kids you know? come in their, in their sneakers and their hoodies and this and their and the kids go every Sunday and they're glad to be there, but the angel ain't, ain't nobody in there dressed up. Right. You know? But the spirit be up in there. But if you notice when you in different environments like that, that the spirit moves because of all of the, the heart postures in the room are for are God on yeah. one accord, you know.
0: Yeah.
3: But that's
1: all I got. That's that's awesome. I'm <laughs> You, know, you mentioned about like pimping the profession, right? When we were getting our ordination robes and things, uh, when Pastor Ruth and I were getting our ordination robes, we were at the the road place yeah.
2: <laughs> Go ahead,
0: pastor, I'm sorry.
1: A bishop there that was acting all rude and just going off on the guy that worked there. Telling him that he had to give him all these discounts and everything, because he's bishop so and so. One word by him, and nobody will go there, and everything else. And you know, after the, the the guy left, I went to the guy that that worked there and stuff like that. And you know, he's a bishop. I'm not gonna gonna go against him because that is his office. I will not go against his office, but I apologize to the guy because I said flat out, you know, as a Christian, we should not act like that. So I'm sorry. Not all of us are like that. It was an Indian guy too. So, you know, uh, but it was funny because the guy looked at me straight up. He was like, don't worry about it. I've been doing this for a long time. And I know the difference between a pimp and a preacher.
0: Yeah. He called him a pimp. Yeah. Wow. Yep. Indian guy. He said, I know the difference. That's
1: a pimp. He said, I know the difference between a pimp and a preacher.
0: The sermon. That, that'll preach. Huh?
2: <laughs> I was just getting ready to say that. That'll preach.
0: <laughs> pimp and the preacher.
2: <laughs> oh, cannibal Sanya. <science. laughs> oh, <stop
3: it>, <laughs> the pimp and the preacher. All right, <laughs> y'all tune in on Saturday. It's on
0: Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> As we talk about the pip and the region. Oh, shut up Anyway, but yeah. Um, it's 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 but you know what I love? What I love, even though we see the see, this is what I love, Prophet, Patrice. Is that we have seen all this, we went through all this, and we learned. You know what I'm saying? We learned from it. So Now we know, like that famous quote, I know what to do and what not to do. (laughs) That's it right there, that part. (laughs) As a leader, I know what to do and what not to do because we learned from, we did not get stuck. We did not get over enveloped in it. God brought us out of it. We experienced it. So now we know as leaders, how not to treat the people. Just like with me, you know, with the whole dressing and the flashing thing. It's not, that's not, it's not that big of a deal for us. Could we wear t-shirts and and, and jeans? Yeah, I wear my Crocs. I could care less.
3: Yeah, you know, because you didn't. i running anyway, so why not?
0: So you're coming to get comfortable because you know that you don't want anything to stop, halt, or hinder you from giving God your best praise. You want to be comfortable, because if you got to stop, drop, and roll, so be it. I ain't going to worry about losing no button, no rhinestones coming off, no fur ripping, no seams ripping, me breaking the heel in my shoe, none of that. Because if I want to stop, drop, and roll, I could just stop, drop, and roll, pick me up, and help me get up when I'm done. I'm all right. Thor, she don't maybe have to. Because and, 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 that's what we are. Because we, we've been through all this. We're, t- we're done with the theatrics. We're done with the... um. With the with the foolery, you know, it's it's time. It's 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 about God and it's about relationship.
3: Yeah, cause I'm about. I'm it's about, about
0: t- relationship.
3: Yeah, I'm about tired of the people. I t- it's all these all these so called everybody. It, the thing of it is, in this day and time, everybody's trying to be an apostle. Oh my God! You know, you can go on. You can go online. Go on eBay. Get your license. Go on oh. Google oh. and do the and do the you know the license. You can do all of that stuff. But at the end of the day, do God know you? Right. Does God know your name? Does God know your name? Because right. you can do all of right. that. Right. And look, we, we talked about the, the series left behind and the preacher was left behind. Mm-hmm. And he and he looked around and he was in, the, he, everybody was gone. He was up in there with a couple other people. Yeah. So got to be careful. You right. know, God, God sees
0: all. So you can be a pimp if you want to in the pulpit. Good luck. Because mm-hmm. At the end of the day, when it's all said and done, he was like, excuse me, I don't know you. And, that's, and that's, that's, that's what matters. Does God know you? Not that you know God, but does God know your name? Do God know you? Do you have a relationship with the Father? That's, and see, and I, I thank God because that is what, that's, what's, that's the clarion call. They talk about the clarion call. The clarion call is do you know God? Where is your heart? Can he find you if he decides to walk in the cool of the day? He don't have to go, Adam, where are you? He can go right r- forth he can walk right up next to you and y'all start walking and talking together. That's, that's what he wants. That's what he desires. A relationship. He don't desire you we don't have to do all these theatrics for God. God can do that and then some, he wants to know who you are. Can we, can we, can we talk? Can we have a relationship? Yeah, I can use you in that. Yes, I put that gift in you. And yes, it, it, it would never needed at, at, at the given time um, it shall be performed. But right now I want to know, I, wanna, I want you to know me. I want to know you, I want to know you intimately. I want to know your heart. I want your heart, and that's where we are. And I thank God because he he's letting us know. And and, and you know, and I keep saying that because he could have let us continue in in the state that we were in, in the folly, in the mess, in the foolery, in the games, in the in the theatrics, and the, you know all this. He could have let he could have let us left us there but he pulled at us and he opened our eyes and he pulled the scales off our eyes so that we could see the truth. And and I'm grateful to God for that. I'm grateful. It was a hard, it was hard because there was a lot of stuff in me that I needed to let go. There's a lot of stuff in me that he needed to get out. And it still is, it's an ongoing process. I I haven't arrived, I'm not perfected. He's perfecting me, but I'm not perfected. It's not over. It's not over any of us. He's still working in us. He's still doing uh, things in us. But I thank God that he didn't leave us like like Salem's Lot's wife. We're not Salem's Lot's wife. And there's a lot of people who are, because they look back. I'm sorry, I'm feeling this right now. (laughs) I'm feeling this right about now, but we didn't. We didn't look back. So I thank God that you know this. This lesson, getting this understanding, you know the the rest, the word of God that He gave us. That He's putting us in a season of rest. He's reestablishing His sacred truths. He's taking us back to reread the Bible. He's taking us back to go back and read again. Go back and read again. Look a little deeper in my word and see exactly what I'm saying. Stop, you know, people have taken the scriptures and taken uh, scriptures out of context and used it. And, and we've all, all been there. We all had that experience where we took scriptures out of context and we used it only to find out that, that it was being misinterpreted. But when you go back and read the whole text, the whole chapter or the whole book, you see that what that scripture really meant and i thank god for that i thank god that he's opening our eyes and there's a whole it is not just us there's a lot of people god is moving he is really moving He is moving across the he's moving across the hearts of god hearts of people there are some people who are really getting it. Their eyes are really being open to truth. And they're really understanding what it is that it's about relationship. It's not about all the outward appearance. You know, just like Jesus told the Pharisees and the Sadducees, you worry about the outward appearance. The cup is look beautiful on the outside, but the inside is dirty as can be. We're realizing our cups on the inside is dirty and we're doing what we can to clean them up. That's where relationship comes in. Because the more you know God, the more you don't want to sin. The more you get closer to God, the more you want to be claimed. The more you seek him and get in his face, the more you want to be delivered from these things that you know that he doesn't like. And, I, and I, I, I'm, gra- I'm grateful to God for that. I really am. I'm, I'm, I'm excited. I'm, I'm very excited. So, yeah, I'm going off on a tangent again. I'm sorry. But here we go. Let's go back at the- Wrapping this up, (laughs) we understand that when we give to God, our heart has to be in the right place. We can be, we can do things that is required of us, but if our heart is not in a place to glorify God or our hearts are not in a place of joy, that we're, we're doing this as unto the Lord, you know, we have to realize that, you know, you bring an offering and you're grudging about it. Realize that you're being grudging to God. You're not being grudging to the people standing up there with the plates. You're being grudging to God because you're supposed to bring this to God. It's for the furtherance of the kingdom, you know? So your act of obedience is being grudging to God. So we have to, we can keep that mindset, you know? And even with our giving, you know, sometimes, you know, God will ask you to stretch a little bit. Let God ask you to stretch, not the people. Oh, there's a thousand dollars in here. I know it is because God told me. <laughs> there's a thousand dollars in here. God told me. You tell me something. Don't look at me. He ain't tell me that. you talking to? He ain't talking to me. But you know, you you know, let God talk to you and tell you. Amen. 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 So um So if anyone has any any last remarks, anything, we're gonna go ahead and close up because I'll go on another tangent and I'm and I don't want to do that. But you know, that's just that 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 fire in me. (laughs) If all hearts and minds are clear, Elder Joy, can you pray us out and dismiss us then please, ma'am?
2: Amen. Father God, we thank you for tonight. Father, we thank you for this lesson. Father, we thank you for your wisdom and we thank you for your loving kindness because it draws. Father, we thank you for the revelation that was downloaded into us. We thank you for allowing us to come together once again to study your word. We thank you, oh God, for enlightening us about our relationship and our walk with you. Father, we thank you even for the intimacy that you are bringing us into with you. Father, we thank you for the deeper levels of revelation and we thank you for the closeness that we feel to you and you to us. Father, we thank you for drawing us nigh. You said that you would draw nigh until you would draw nigh unto us. So Father, we thank you for what you are doing in our lives individually. We thank you for what you are doing in our lives collectively as a church body. Continue to strengthen us, continue to uh, strengthen the remnant, continue to uh, be with the remnant, guide them, yeah. let your word be a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path as we study and as we read your word every day. Let it light, let it illuminate, let it you know divide and let it do what it needs to do to get down into the marrow of our bones, Lord. Father, I pray for peace on tonight. I pray that as we sleep. That you will give us sweet rest, that you would bind and rebuke every spirit of insomnia, every spirit Mm -hmm. of anxiety and worry and stress and whatever else that would try to hinder us from sleeping on tonight. Give us rest, give us peace that will surpass all understanding in the mighty name of jesus christ we love you we appreciate you and we give your name the glory and the honor father we even thank thank uh uh prophetess patrice for joining us on tonight i pray that you (laughs) will bless her continue to shower down blessings upon her and her family in the name of jesus her and prophetess tina and the children father continue to strengthen them continue to encourage them continue to bless them father continue to meet every need and provide every provision In the mighty name of Jesus, let angels be encamped all around their their kids as they start school. Father, we come against the hand of the enemy who would try to be predatory and try to you know do all kinds of things to our youth, Father. Keep them, keep them covered under their blood, bless their jobs, bless Prophet's business. In the name of Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen. Amen. Amen.
0: Thank you for joining us on tonight. We pray that you are encouraged and inspired. If you desire to be a blessing to the ministry, you may do so by sending a love gift to www.paypal.me forward slash VLCC or through our cash app, which is the dollar sign VLCC life. We also invite you to stop by our website by clicking on the link. May God bless you and may your day always be victorious.